0: Hi there, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. On today's show, we're joined by CNN's New Day co-anchor, Allison Camarata. She's going to talk about her charming debut novel, Amanda Wakes Up. This is a wickedly funny debut novel about a bootstrapping young reporter who lands her dream job, only to find her life turned upside down. Allison Camerata wrote Amanda Wakes Up as an outlet to process issues in her own life such as the role of the media, the changing landscape of cable news, what truth is, and the daily struggles of journalists to get it right in a ratings-driven climate. As a veteran broadcast journalist and the co-anchor of CNN's New Day, Allison knows a little something about the fast-paced world of cable news. In her delightfully charming debut novel, Amanda Wakes Up, she offers a fictional, behind-the-scenes peek at this one-of-a-kind job, a blur of breaking news, big scoops, and colorful personalities. (laughs) It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's show, Allison Camarada. Thanks for calling into the show, Allison. Hi Janine. I was really intrigued by your book. Could you tell the listeners how this all came about?
1: Well, yes. I I began getting the idea to write some things down during the 2012 presidential election. And I know it's hard to cast our memories back that far. <laughs> Certainly after 2016 seems to have eclipsed everything else. But 2012 was also an interesting presidential election. And at the time, I was a, a morning weekend anchor at Fox. That's and right. so I was interviewing um, a bunch of the candidates. And just to remind people, some of those those names were people like Michelle Bachman and Rick Perry, mm-hmm. Ron Paul, Herman Cain. So there was just no end, end of material, I felt. And sometimes I would leave the show feeling frustrated that we hadn't sort of gotten to the facts or mm-hmm. hadn't gotten to the truth. And I wondered kind of what I had done wrong and what I could have done differently. So I started just taking some notes and trying to kind of process my thoughts on paper. I didn't know then that it would be a book, but after about a year of that, I realized I have some interesting stories. Of course. And vignettes and moments here, and maybe I could glue all of this together and combine it with some of my other uh, reporting experiences, and maybe there's a
0: novel here. Well, the theme of my show is Get the Funk Out, and I was really intrigued by, okay, you know, you're at this job, and things are kind of a rocky road. It's like a roller coaster. And you took this as a moment to create something outside of work that
1: probably was kind of cathartic. Oh, my gosh. It was so therapeutic on every level. Somehow, assigning my own ethical dilemmas and challenges to a fictional character helped me to work it out. I just kind of let her figure it out and Love that, it. you know, took it off my plate, which I appreciated, and it was also just therapeutic the writing process. You know, we live in such a kind of fast-paced, rapid-fire news cycle, and to be able to just slow it down and be with my thoughts on mm-hmm. my laptop and start creating these characters and these moments, it was it was really enjoyable and satisfying on a pretty deep level.
0: And you have a really intense job. I mean, you're up against criticism online or wherever, and you
1: need something to keep some sanity, I can imagine. Well, for sure. And by the way, I tried to capture that flavor in Amanda Wakes Up. I wanted readers to understand what we're up against every day in terms of social media, in terms Mm -hmm. of the criticisms that come from whenever you're trying to do an interview. So I I assigned a lot of these things to Amanda, you know, our main character, because uh, it is a pressure cooker. And, you know, we are making sort of tough decisions that are high stakes in real time. And so I think that, you know, I've tried to capture
0: a lot of that. Now tell me about the cover of the book. You've got this red, are they pajamas?
1: I mean, tell me about that. Okay, so these are red pajamas on the cover of the book, and from the second that the publisher, Viking, sent me, the first option Mm -hmm. for a cover I mean I figured I don't know how this works this is my first (laughs) book I guess I'll have to go through 10 of these designs to get it right they sent it to me and I pulled it up on my email and I said that's it that's it because it just got it right immediately you know she Amanda has an awakening literally and figuratively she wakes up at 3 a.m. Every day. And she also has an awakening during the course of the book in terms of what real news is and what valuable journalism is and what she's willing to sacrifice for success and what she's not willing to sacrifice. In that way, I think it's a sort of universal story of, you know, what do you do when your convictions don't necessarily dovetail with your bosses at work? Sure. And so The Pajamas is an actual scene in the book where she has to go outside and do man-on-the-street interviews in pajamas, (laughs) and it just all seemed to dovetail perfectly with the message that I was trying to send on the cover of the book. Love it. Sounds
0: like one of those awful nightmares, like you're in your pajamas or you're (laughs) half-naked and you're interviewing somebody.
1: (laughs) Unbelievable.
0: Did you always dream of being a journalist?
1: Yes, you do. I always dreamed of being a TV reporter. I, I remember the moment that I figured it out. I was about 15 years old. I was watching TV uh, after high school one day, and a light bulb went off because I was watching Phil Donahue, on his show run around with a microphone and his live studio audience and he was asking questions and he was telling the story of whatever newsmaker he had on. And I, I literally like sat up on the sofa and said, wait, is that a job? Really? And so, yeah. And so from that moment on, I just, uh, set, you know, set my path mm-hmm. towards that. And I'm really, really grateful that I had that foresight and instinct at 15 because it has been just such a rewarding career path.
0: It sounds like a really interesting journey about, you know, how you became a broadcast journalist, but I'm sure it's filled, as we said earlier, with, you know, some really tough, rocky times. I mean, how do you you stay sane? Do you work out? Do you watch what you eat? Do you do everything?
1: Obviously, you're right. Well, the book helped. I mean, the book yeah. really, really—I wouldn't have known that. You know, mm-hmm. it's an arduous task to oh, write yeah. a book. It's really painstaking. So, like, who needs that? You know, who needs an right. added like deadline and I responsibility? Know. But it—it it turned out not to be that for me. It turned Good. out to just be a little oasis of peace and quiet. You know, where I could again just be alone with my thoughts. So that was really helpful, um, because look, as you'll see in the book, there is a real breathless quality to our jobs. And I think that you can live it and feel it through Amanda, because every minute is sort of racing from deadline to deadline and making sure that you're not a second late and, you know, having to be up against these hard commercial breaks and all of that stuff that I do. Amanda certainly feels the need to kind of dial it back at some point, And I, I do, too. I mean, I spend a lot of time, but whenever I can, sort of lying still on a sofa, staring straight ahead to just kind of regroup. You have to. You really have to.
0: Now, did your colleagues know as you were writing this, or did you keep Amanda a secret?
1: I kept Amanda a secret, not because, you know, the content was like highly flammable or something, but because I just didn't know that I was going to be able to pull it off. Mm -hmm. And so I just really didn't know until I wrote the last word and you know, hit send to my editor that I was actually going to be able to do it. So I liked the process, and I liked the exercise, but I never had that much confidence that it was actually going to become a book or a published book. So I didn't feel the need to kind of talk about it beforehand. Um, the The downside of that is that now – Everybody's coming up to me, Surprise. all my colleagues, like, "What? You know, when did you do this?" Exactly. So, um, but you know, that's just. I mean, maybe for my second book, I'll be able to yeah. uh, talk about it a little bit more freely. But for the first one, I just really—it was a pretty solitary experience. Uh, except the second book, people will be like, "Are you writing about me? <laughs> is that me in your book?
0: Is that my character?" <laughs> Can you imagine?
1: That, that is, I yes, I I hope that people are not now living in fear that I'm constantly taking notes around them too funny i know we have to wrap but where can people find out more about you well they can go to dot and they can buy the book uh, there mm-hmm. um and they can tune into new day every morning on cnn 6 to 9 a.m eastern
0: i love the chemistry between the two of you Always been a big Thank fan. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks I'm
1: really appreciative
0: of that. And you are on Twitter. Uh Janine, I broke up
1: with Twitter. Oh, thought So I, I thought need so. to give you that news flash. Yeah. I, I wrote Twitter a Dear John letter and broke up with Twitter because I was sort of tired of all of the vitriol and yes. all of the Makes you know sense. personal attacks and stuff. So uh so yeah, I've been off it for probably a couple of weeks and it has been liberating. Probably feels good. It does. You know? It does. It gets a little ugly out there. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, and look, you know, there, there are obviously really good people uh, on social media, and I'd say even the majority of people are really good people. But I just didn't think that it was worth having that kind of vitriolic playground. Not at all. Uh, you know, to Not do-do. at all. Allison, it's been great chatting with you. Thanks so much,
0: and congrats on the book.
1: Thanks so much, Janine. A pleasure.
0: If you missed any part of this, all the info will be up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org, and I am on Twitter at moms, M-O-M-Z underscore rock. Thanks for listening to Get the Funk Out right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.